Hi everyone, it's Hannah. And Holly, and we're just here to say that um, if you are enjoying the show and you want to show us some support, we now have a Patreon, um, which will be linked in the description. So head on over there. We've got very exciting things coming, uh, including Celebrity Corner and Bad Book Club. So if that's something you'd like to hear more about, go check it out. And thank you for your enduring support. We love you. Enjoy the podcast. Holly. Yeah, the other one. Um, <laughs> we discuss pop culture uh, from the past, present, mm-hmm. maybe even the future, who knows. And we just get really opinionated about we it. Do. And if you like that, j- join us, follow us on everything, and <laughs> just message us. We're open to friends. We want and friends. Fun. We love friends. So yeah. Join us, you know? I think we should divert from tradition because i realize that hannah is always asking me wonderful questions so i'm gonna ask hannah how has your week been for one and two what are your pop culture moments of the week well yeah my week i was worried you were just gonna ask me about that because honestly i have nothing to say on it it's been okay (laughs) i couldn't tell you what has happened but Mm -hmm. everything's fine uh i don't have anything to complain about yes um pop culture wise I've had fun. Um, so, <laughs> my first one is a friend of the show, Gwyneth Paltrow. Um, oh, this, do you know God. about this? this is, is it something, something to do with the head of the NHS of England? It certainly is. So, <sighs> earlier this week, there I was, just on my phone, on social media, and I get a news alert from the BBC, and this headline was not <laughs> what I was expecting. Because this seems something out of like a comedy show. The headline oh, yeah. was Gwyneth Paltrow colon, NHS boss urges caution over Star's long COVID regime. Um, <laughs> so we've talked about Gwyneth before. You can go check out our podcast on her. We talk about Goop and all the problems with Goop. So you're probably, if you know about Goop and Gwyneth Paltrow, alarm bells are going off. Yeah. What did she say? And let's get to it. So this was a response to a blog post written by Gwyneth, and she talks about how she contracted COVID-19 and that she's suffering from long COVID, which is all good. It's nice that she's talking about it and she's not denying it, you know. The bar is low, and we're happy. (laughs) And she says that she's been left with some long tail fatigue and brain fog. And that a, and this gets me this wording, a functional medical practitioner. I think if, <laughs> if they truly are functional, I don't know that you have to just say You'd that they're functional. You have to clarify functional. it. Yeah. I think I would just say a doctor. I'm a medical um, practitioner. Not someone with a degree. What does functional mean? What does. Is... Well, I think it's because she knows people are going to be like, who has told you this? Um, <laughs> and it's probably like a guru or something like that. Yeah. They have told her. They have recommended an intuitive fasting healing regime. Oh my god! So that involves um, being keto and mainly plant based. So if you know what keto is, it's like a lot of meat and eating just natural stuff and plant based stuff. Uh, no sugar or alcohol, which honestly I wouldn't have expected her to no, have she sugar or alcohol no, in her no. diet anyway. No. And she fasts until eleven every day and takes infrared saunas. So if you're suffering from long COVID and really ill at this point in time, not in a good place, 
these are just some cheap things you can do to feel better. Everyone has an infrared sauna and everyone is capable of doing, you know, intuitive fasting. I'm trying to think you of know. what an infrared sauna is. Because isn't infrared what, you're what, trying, is. what you wear it's, SPF it's, to, like, block out nonsense. from the sun? It is nonsense, Holly. Is I it am... just a red LED light? <laughs> yeah. No, what it is, it's a... um. It's a sad lamp. It's one of them. She a just red sits in front of sad that. lamp, and she yeah, sits there. That's all. <laughs> like under it. The NHS England pro- professor Stephen Powers. I'm sorry, Stephen, about messing up your name. He said some of the methods were really not the solutions we'd recommend. <laughs> and I think just once again, it shows how out of touch Gwyneth is. Um. She doesn't recognise the responsibility she has no. as an influencer, let's say. Yeah. I wouldn't really call her a celebrity at this point, but she has so much power over people with what she says, and what she's saying could lead to some very negative habits, you know? Why would you encourage if someone's unwell to eat less and yeah. stuff like that? I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. And also, it's just very privileged. Not everyone has the ability to have an infrared sauna. In fact, I don't think anyone does. So, moving quickly on from Gwyneth, another lovely thing that was discovered this week, well, I think it's always been slightly known, is um, the Los Angeles Times released an article where they'd investigated the Hollywood Foreign Press, which is the 87-member group of international journalists who dole out the Golden Globes Awards. Oh, yes. Yeah, so they were looking into, basically, the validity of Golden Globe nominations. Mm -hmm. Are these people corrupt? The answer is, it seems like it. (laughs) And this has been known for a while. There's been suspicions of this. Ricky Gervais, I think, makes a lot of jokes about it, um, Mm. or has basically accused him of this in the past. Um, So the investigation has led to accusations that Emily in Paris bought its Golden Globes. Golden Globes? Golden Globe nominations, and this is why, they reported that in 2019, more than 30 members of the Hollywood Foreign Press Association flew to France to visit the set of Emily in Paris. Not just that, though. While they were visiting, the group was treated to a two-night stay at the five-star Peninsula Paris Hotel, where room prices start at $1,400 a night. And that start at, do we think they were in those rooms or were they in more prestige rooms? And times that by 30 as well. Um, The journalists also joined a news conference and had lunch at the, and I'm going to butcher this, I'm sorry, the Musée des Arts Foraines. A private mu- museum with amusement rides dating to the 1950s, which sounds incredible, but yeah. that's besides the point. All of this was courtesy of the show's developers, Paramount Network, mm. um, and one of the members of the Hollywood Foreign Press Association told the LA Times that they treated us like kings and queens. Um, and then one member also said there was a real backlash, and rightly so, and this is towards Emily and Paris yeah. being nominated for two um, Golden Globes. That show doesn't belong on any best of 2020 list. It's an example of why many of us say we need change. If we continue to do this, we invite criticism and derision. Um, so basically, it seems pretty confirmed to me that... Mm. I, I wouldn't call it a bribe, but they gave special little presents with the expectation that yeah. there might be something in return, which is not great. And I'm sure... <laughs> That a lot of people were not involved in that and yeah. weren't aware of it. And I feel a bit bad for Lily Collins because, like, imagine you're like, oh, my acting is finally paying off. Yeah. And then people are like, but you bought it. It's not 
great, but <laughs> is it a surprise? No, it didn't fit with all the other nominations at mm. all. No. So they're my pop culture moments of the week. I just thought they, the Gwyneth Paltrow one, almost a meme to me that that was, that the two because, things were linked, yeah. NHS England, Gwyneth Paltrow. This isn't the first time either. He's had, I don't know if it was him or if it was the previous one of NHS England, but they were like, don't listen to her. Don't put a jade egg in your vagina because he had to like come out and say it. <laughs> I didn't know that. I didn't know that he'd spoken about that. Yeah. So, so the NHS versus Gwyneth Paltrow might be the most iconic <gasps> feud. Okay, if we do another feud video, we're doing <laughs> NHS England versus <laughs> Gwyneth, Gwyneth Paltrow. Paltrow. <laughs> that's iconic. Um, and then the Emily and Paris one, again, we've spoken about this before as one yeah. of our pop culture moments of the week, and we were definitely suspicious of how it was nominated and other shows But that weren't. makes sense. I thought they were just being elitist, and, you know, it was a famous director, a famous costume yeah. designer, Sex and City, mm-hmm. it had big money behind it, it had Netflix behind it, and yeah. everyone was hate-watching it. So, like, I, that's how I thought, but obviously there's a layer of corruption shall we yeah. say, underneath the surface. But they will not be the only ones. They're just oh, the no. ones that have been exposed now. And I think they'll do it under the guise of, we're not bribing them, we're just giving them lots of little presents, like paying for them to stay in yeah. ridiculously nice hotels that cost more than people's rent for the month. So, I don't know. It's not surprising. It's interesting. And I definitely don't think they're the only ones who do it. I think oh, God, a no. Lot this of, is the practice. And I think that... Yeah, I think that's why people view the Golden Globes as a teeny bit corrupt. Because, well, not even a teeny bit. <laughs> even the members of the Hollywood Foreign Press recognise that it's not good and it yeah. needs to change. So that's interesting. What about you, Holly? What did you find interesting this week? What were you loving? What were you hating? Um, oh, also, how was your week? How was your week? Let's start with that. My week was hectic and I'm not used to it and I hate it and I'm mm. tired. <laughs> like, I'm not surprised. I feel like I've been on so many Zoom calls this week. I don't know how to handle it. I feel like I've had so much socialising after nothing because usually it's just me and you on a Saturday morning and that's it. We're trying to yeah. organise. Big things are coming in the coming weeks. Um, <laughs> Just dropping oh, that right time. now. Um, But yeah, I just, I don't know if I can handle it. If this is what a like, fraction of the real world is going to be like and if I ever get a job, I don't think mm. I want it. I don't think I'll... No, I, I mean, me and Holly have been vocal several times over we wish this was our job but it's not because we still have to look for one Mm. so the things that kind of floating around for me this week um Mm -hmm. i saw a tiktok of someone exposing azalea banks is um she posted a picture i don't know if it was like her usual trolling thing but i felt like we had to bring it up because obviously two weeks ago we did an azalea episode yeah. And I feel like we ended on kind of, we went through like an, a journey with it. We were talking about it differently. We were thinking about the treatment of Zayn yeah. differently. And yeah. then she goes and does something like this. So in kind of Trisha Paytas fashion, she posts a picture of her wearing a ring with the menorah on it, the uh, Jewish candle. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, she, she's got it on her like engagement finger and she's posted a picture saying yes. And someone's like, this doesn't make you Jewish like are you trolling and then she says if men can say they are women then I can say that I am now Jewish and it was just like oh my god everything you've done it again done it you're just trying nobody nobody nothing was trans women were nowhere in this conversation they were nowhere and yet you took this as an opportunity 
to be transphobic and it's just it's like so, oh, i just find God. it so hard because like do i think that she probably has been treated badly in some circumstances yes. in the industry yes yes but there is no way i can stand by any of these comments at all and i don't want to support someone who says this sort of stuff no. it is upsetting to me and i don't i think it probably is a marketing ploy at this point i can't yeah see that she Oh, maybe she is. Maybe she is genuinely this hateful, but I, I don't know. It keeps her relevant. It keeps people checking out her music, whether or yeah. not you think so. And it's just upsetting. It's and really I hate upsetting. that people have to see that because she's in the mainstream. Yeah. And I don't know why she's just out here vying for Piers Morgan's job, but like, there's a better <laughs> job she could have. So, yeah. As Ailey Banks, mm. Piers Morgan, where is. <laughs> they're, they're getting closer in the Venn diagram of. In other news. Lady Gaga's dog walker was shot whilst he was walking her two dogs and they were kidnapped. But then, this morning, they've been returned safe and unharmed. So they're okay. I was happy about this, but I am thinking, like, what what happened to the dog walker? Like, yeah, where were no they one's shot? about the dog okay? walker. Yeah, I know, because <laughs> the, the news alerts I was getting was Lady Gaga offers this amount of money for yeah. the dogs to be returned. I, and then it was only until like I looked into it further that they even mentioned that the dog walker walker was shot. What? <laughs> doesn't say where. Doesn't say if they're okay. Why do people get like I love dogs? This is me saying dogs. Dogs are people's no, children no, no. sometimes, but like yeah. Why were the dogs the only focus? Someone was <laughs> shot. What happened to the the dog walker? You want to know if the dog walker's okay. <laughs> like, also, like dog walking is the most innocent, safe job. Yeah. <laughs> it's so and this nice. person was shot. Yeah. Good lord. Good lord. I hope they're okay. I mean, I think Lady Gaga will probably be a good employer. I think that I'm. Just, that's just my bias. Oh, I hope so. I would say she would be. I mean, if she's not, then right oh, no hope in the world. Um. The other things that I kind of, they're not really pop culture moments, but I thought I'd have to mention it because the royal family have just been in the news a lot recently and I'm not happy about it. I'm just like... I agree, because I almost mentioned this and then I was like, oh, I remember, I don't care about the royal family. And honestly, (laughs) all the things that they talk about really disinterest me. So, but, go on, Holly. No, that was literally it. It was like... Oh, that was um, it. Okay, well, it it appears neither of us care. (laughs) Prince Philip is in the hospital, but... Oh, yeah. He's in... He's a reanimated corpse, so we're not surprised yes. by that. And Harry and Meghan Markle probably... are just in the news every single freaking day. And I'm like, I don't... What? Anyway. I don't care. I don't so care. So I thought, I thought we'd mention it to show that we're not just living in a bubble. We're just... No, we're, we're aware, aware of what's happening. going on. We're just We're not aware. Yeah. And we also don't care, you know? We're aware. <laughs> we're aware. We'll mention it, but we, at the end of the we day... We do not care. I wish it was not in the news. Yeah. So now we come to a final one. Um, We have to go back, Hannah. We have to go back and apologise for predict... Well, not apologise, but like we predicted that James Charles would get his redemption this year. Oh, I know. I saw this. (laughs) We didn't predict it. We praised him for being redeemed. We said he was the best redemption of of 2020. Yeah. And we thought he was just going to stay away. But no. Um, he is being called out as a groomer of a 16-year-old boy um, who publicly has put in his bio that he's 16 on TikTok. Um, and oh there's a birthday post that I saw someone on TikTok showing like 
that's people saying happy birth happy 16th birthday mate so it's not exactly like he was hiding it even though james charles then came out with a twitter notes apology and said i asked him how old he was he said he was 18 i'm gonna ask for people's id from now on because i just don't believe but this is the thing this is the thing yeah so james charles is a year younger than us he's 21 Mm -hmm. There are twenty-one-year-olds out there. Why are you hanging around? Is it because you're hanging around teenagers so yeah. much? Is it is that just the mentality? You just want to keep, you know, you've been well, around adults for so long, and now suddenly there's this bunch of t- like teenagers, people ranging from like six. How old? She's sixteen. Charlie D'Amelio to what? Everyone's like twenty-three. So that's yeah. I don't want to hang out with a sixteen-year-old. I don't. I don't. Want- <laughs> I, the thing is, like, I kind of viewed him hanging out with Charlie D'Amelio because this is how he played it. I just, um him being a mentor figure and i didn't really yeah. have much of an issue with no. that but there is a line where it's like you give her advice and stuff like that to like i don't know get i don't know i don't know the extent of their friendship but i think it'd be then weird if like they had sleepovers let's say or he mm-hmm. was like bringing her into parties with people his age like Hold it, there yeah. is a line yeah. i think there is there is ha- giving someone advice who's younger than you having like a friendship with them and then they're sort of basically grooming or treating them older than they are and yeah. stuff like that is wrong and but we always say in these situations like he's yeah 21 or we're 22 if i was looking at a 16 year old boy i might not know they were 16 but i would know they were young oh you god know? Yeah. yeah i would look at them and be like that that's a child yeah and <laughs> no thank you <laughs> I, I yeah i don't know the situation well enough and like part of me wants to be like i want to give him the benefit of the doubt mm, but, but at I the think... same time i don't want to stand by someone who's grooming a 16 year old you no. know or doesn't care enough and people are saying like he's just he should just know he should be on grinder and looking for people who are gay and not being like oh i'm straight and then being like pursuing straight men. like it's so difficult because he was so lambasted and torn down for yeah. all this stuff last year but also this is behavior that's just unacceptable and if he didn't care yeah. if it was a fan, he liked the attention or whatever. They are a child. You cannot be sending explicit photos to a child. Exactly. I think it's something that a lot of influencers are actually doing at the minute. And I think maybe they Why just they need to have, have a collect- <sighs> I think they need to have like a collective meeting where they're like <laughs> fans and people under the age of eighteen are not friends. No. They're children and they're, you know, just don't you can have a chat with them, yeah. Give them advice, but like there is a time when it crosses the line, yeah. And you're grooming someone, and like stop, yeah. So I don't know. Maybe they just need a collect. Maybe YouTube and TikTok, TikTok need to like call a meeting, yeah, where they get in like a therapist who Absolutely. explains this to them. Because if they're gonna have people that blow up on the app and they're so young, yeah. they need to have safeguarding things in place, which they do oh, not big have. Time. They don't have it. So say I watched a video I feel about like the they whole have thing a of duty of care. They do. It's and what's his name? Onision and all the disgusting things that he did on through the years. And you just think that yeah. was just he was allowed a platform the entire time. Yeah. He ruined so many women's lives and he just that he wasn't unplatformed until recently. You just think and, Okay, um, well where, Shane Dawson as well, really. Shane Dawson Yeah. Who is there for he's his channel's still up. Yeah. You know. And people have spoken out against him and you just think, right, okay, well, Where's the duty of care for allow? This is your platform. You're making money from this platform. Yeah. You have these creators who are speaking on behalf of the platform because they make you so much money. 
you need to take responsibility for this because or train them train them in sexual harassment safe safeguarding children because that's their audience well, I feel like a lot of like a lot of other jobs or like normal jobs people would do, they have certain meetings on these sort of things. Yeah. Or at least like It's in a workplace, know, yeah. Like, yeah, it's sexual harassment in the workplace, yeah. stuff like that. They do have these meetings. So if YouTube and TikTok and things like that are becoming a job, I don't know, maybe they could just do conferences or something that maybe they're not like just left to the wild. But if you, yeah. if you, you know, it would look good if you win, wouldn't it? So I don't know. I don't know what they could do, but I think because it's becoming such an issue and there's so many children on these websites, mm-hmm. I think something needs to be done. Absolutely. Um, because no, we can't. We can't have this happening. So James Charles, That's my take on it. You've let everyone down with your <sighs> yeah. bad ways. Stop it. <laughs> Just don't. Did we have anyone who was like a rum- runner-up for redemption? Because maybe we can give them a crown. We'll I think no, it. we were both unanimous. We were both unanimous. Oh, Jesus, I wish we could recede it. I don't. I don't know. Well, no. To be honest, he did have a good redemption last year, but it just has failed very much this year. It yeah. hasn't. It hasn't translated into twenty twenty one, which is disappointing when you expect something of someone. But anyway, <laughs> should I do a nice segue? Yeah. Okay, so I guess you could say James Charles has quite a cult following. Talking of cults. <laughs> that was perfect. Oh my god. Thank you. I just thought of that. Um <laughs> today we're talking about celebrity cults. Um yeah. it's it's gonna be something, isn't it? It's gonna be something. Because there are actually a worrying or like maybe not worrying, but more than you would expect. Mm-hmm. of celebrity cults or at least cults that celebrities have been involved in and in and i guess you could kind of include scientology in that oh in absolutely that, we've discussed yeah. that before go check out the scientology podcast so we're not going to mention it today but i do think you could class it in there so if you think about that a lot of celebrities involved in cults mm-hmm. which is strange to say the least yeah but i think possibly i was thinking about this and i was like i think it's maybe because the actual job of being like a movie star celebrity you've got people chasing after you invested in what you're doing you've got a presentation of yourself to the world i think that's probably the closest to a cult leader or a like dictator i feel like big time i feel like the i mean obviously celebrities aren't dictators but i think their their notions of power are yeah in such a similar vein like they're all on like Two, they're all on the same line in my head because I yeah. think cult-like figures want to have the kind of recognition and love of the media as a celebrity. Mm-hmm. So the more celebrities you have in your fold, the more attention that's going to be put on you as the enigmatic leader in your cult. And then dictators are another thing. But like, I feel like that's how it makes sense in my head. Well, I think that particularly makes sense with the person I'm talking about today because that is exactly what they've done, which is recognize that they have a massive yeah. following and then think hmm a cult <laughs> i'm so excited uh, for this because i actually don't know anything about it other than what you've already discussed so i i want to know what he's been up to what this maniac's been up to if you haven't guessed i'm sure you haven't <laughs> i'm talking about jared leto um who if you don't know has a cult and i'm not <laughs> just being like 
I feel like with like Scientology and stuff like that, we've been like, oh, it's a cult because of the things they believe, and we're just deducing that. Mm-hmm. Jared Leto has confirmed that he has a cult. No, this is not something I'm just saying. This seems like a cult. He has confirmed <laughs> that it is a cult, and I feel like we should say cults. I think the word cult is very much associated with bad things because the most famous ones end very badly. Um, (laughs) But there are cults out there that are are not bad. Um, It's like a gathering of people. It doesn't necessarily mean more than... Yeah, exactly. It's maybe just not the best word for it, but there are cults that aren't terrible and more like gatherings of people. I think this cult is somewhere between that and that it seems... Kind of like it could just be a nice gathering of fans, but could it tip into, (laughs) oh, this is bad. Who knows? Um, Because I don't trust Jared Leto's character. Anyway, we'll get into it. Um, You probably know Jared Leto from his acting. He won an Oscar a couple of years ago, which is a surprise. Um, Did he? What for? uh, Dallas Buyers Club. Oh, okay. I think so, anyway. Um, and But you probably don't know him from that film. You probably know him for being probably the most mocked version of the Joker ever to have existed. <laughs> and probably people's least favourite version of the Joker. And yeah. the most recent pictures of the Joker that have come out from the new movie that he's going to be in where he's playing that role. He is, like, dressed as Jesus. No, yeah. no, he's not. He oh my certainly god! Is. And just think, you know how Joaquin Phoenix literally just won an Oscar for portraying the Joker, and people really enjoyed that performance. Would you want to come up against that and no. like be dressed as Jesus? Because I wouldn't. I don't know why he didn't just quit when no one liked. I guess you're in contracts. I don't understand. Anyway, if you don't know, if you don't know him from his films, you probably know him from his singing career and his band, which is called Thirty Seconds to Mars. Uh, yeah. I don't listen or, to it. Or, as I know him from, the Gucci adverts with uh, Lana, Lana Del Rey. Rey. Oh. That's that, my I most quite like the advert, to be honest. I like the that. advert. I like the 70s vibe. I like the Same. hair. I like but the music. Two problematic people. Two problematic people. <laughs> anyway, so, 30 Seconds to Mars. I honestly have never been a fan. I don't really know their music. But apparently they have a very devoted following. And I know the name of the band, and I think they do quite angsty teens, like emo songs, but I, I don't... You might guess that's not what I'm listening to. <laughs> that's just who you are. Because I don't know this music. This is out of my league. Although, yeah, I have heard the band's name. That's about it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the band has a very devoted following, and the name of this following is called The Echelon, which is okay. how I think you say it. Yeah. Um, which is a 30 Second Smart song. Which I also have not heard. Um, okay. And the Echelon, if I'm saying this wrong, I'm so sorry, but I'm going to repeatedly pronounce it that way. The Echelon would gather at a place called Camp Mars. Um, oh. Camp Mars started as a weekend event in Malibu in 2015, and it was described as sort of an outdoorsy event, um, a rustic nature experience, and it was not cheap. It was very, like, Jared Leto, sort of like yoga outdoor, okay. not really associated with a band, but that it was for the band. Yeah. So bear in mind when I tell you the prices that 
In 2013, Jared Leto declared that 30 Seconds to Mars was anti-greed. Just bear that in mind, because (laughs) the weekend at Camp Mars, and this is just like a camping event, Mm-hmm. It could cost up to two thousand dollars <gasps> um, for a weekend. Literally, for two thousand oh dollars, you would get a two night stay at either a semi private cabin, a dorm, or room in a lodge in Mali- Malibu. Which it was probably a nice room in There's a dorm. That. Yeah, two grand in Malibu though. <laughs> lie in a dorm. I know. You would spend your days hiking, doing yoga, arts and crafts, and there would be, (laughs) there would be, oh I know, there would be one concert performed by (gasps) 30 Seconds to Mars. And you would do other camp style activities. It was very just camp, camp chic, but you would get one concert. So people's issue with this is, I I think, I don't have an exact price, but I imagine these sort of costs. You'd pay mm-hmm. to go to Coachella for the whole weekend. I was uh, just thinking that. I was just thinking it probably cost you less to go to Coachella. Experience and you could see several bands play. Yeah, you're seeing <laughs> one band play once here, which is not great. And the two thousand dollar experience also includes a an experience where two of the band's members, Shannon Leto, who is Jared's brother, and oh, okay. Tomo. Milosevic, um, they would join you for coffee and a cooking lesson, but Jared would not be there. <laughs> Just these. A coffee and a cooking lesson? That's yeah. such a strange mix. Pick one. It is. It's weird. So I guess people would think, if you're a true fan, you're probably not going to question this, and you'd be like, oh, well, I might get to hang out with Jared. Yeah, it's like an bit. experience. Yeah. So at this point, I don't think it's that worrying, although it clearly is quite exploitative and too expensive. The cheaper yeah. options consisted of the tree-hugging package, which was $799, and would give you basically the same experience, but you'd have to bring your own tent instead of getting like one of the cabins. So you were just <gasps> camping. $800? It was camping. Yeah, $800 <gasps> to camp and see one concert oh my God. of 30 Seconds to Mars. Um... And then there was also day passes priced between like $399 to about $549. Who is paying um, for this? Like massive fans. That's why this whole thing comes across as so exploitative. Yeah. Because it's like, they're so, oh, we're anti-greed. We're just yoga, people of the forest, stuff like this. <laughs> and then they're charging people for a glorified concert. Like up to two thousand dollars, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Basically, if you're a fan of them, I don't know how much their concerts are. I don't know if they were doing concerts at the same time. But if you're a fan of them, you basically have to have a lot of money, yeah. or you're gonna have to like pay money that you don't have. Yeah. You know, and that's why it's so exploitative. Um, and I just don't think they really it shows a great caring of their fans. No. For someone who is then going to call themselves like a cult leader and their fans are following, <laughs> it's not very caring um so at this point i don't think it's classified as a cult but it's clearly the beginnings of the cult um and the idea has been planted so by 2019 the malibu outdoorsy event um was announced that it would be moving to croatia um and was referred to as mars island and at this point is called a cult by jared himself (laughs) who tweets (laughs) Goes on the 30 Seconds to Mars Twitter and just tweets, yes, this is a cult. Hashtag my- Mars Island. And everyone then is calling it a cult. It, it, all the fans and stuff, they're like, yeah, this is a cult. Fun. 
Um, so Mars Island is kind of a similar thing to uh, Camp Mars, but just times ten. Because it's just another weekend event where fans are invited to join Jared on Mars Island to watch him walk around and do his best Eurocentric Jesus impression. Oh my god. Um, and it's oh, it's it's so comical that like half of me when I saw it was like, is this a joke? Yeah. Is he just playing into what the media thinks of him and he's joking, but like at the expense of fans? Because he's walking around <laughs> With all these fans like grabbing up to him oh, um in a long white smock dress, <laughs> his long hair parted in the middle, flowing in the wind. And he just looks like this stereotypical Eurocentric version of Jesus. Like he just wow. looked at this picture of Jesus, gave it to a stylist and went, I want this. I want to be a leader, a cult leader, much like Jesus. So Mars Island is a private island in Croatia that Jared Leto has either bought or rented. I'm thinking at this point he's bought it, but mm. there was no specific okay. on whether it was rented or It'd bought. It'd be so funny if, um, it was, if you were the guy that was renting an island to Jared Leto to him to start a cult, and you're like, what's the purpose of this? It's like, it's the holiday part. It's a, it's a weekend away. <laughs> it's a retreat. It's just a nice weekend away for all my fans that I care about so much that I'm going to exploit and steal all their money. <laughs> Um, so yeah, um, basically it was, he bought or rented this place so that his fans, actually his followers could come and just praise him and be like, yes, Jared, yes. Which also rubs me up the wrong way because there's other people in the band. Oh my God, But yeah. he gets to be he Jesus. Decided that, anyway. And it's his brother as well. Like if my brother, yeah. that would be so weird. Um, but yeah, it's described in a very similar way to Camp Mars, but this time they are saying, it's a cult. Okay. It's just described that yeah. way. So obviously the marketing has changed. <laughs> it's a three night all inclusive festival experience where you can do yoga, relax in the pool, catch midnight screenings, stargaze and see this time two intimate performances of 30 Seconds to Mars. So it's a bit more <sighs> of a fleshed out experience. You However, can't. stargazing is free. Anybody on a clear night, you can't be like literally. <laughs> this is- and like the thing, this is a paid experience. Nights. Go stuff. You've got to fly to Croatia for Which three is, nights. If right. you're, it's expensive for us in the UK, no longer the EU. Yeah. But like geographically, we are and European. How continent. long does it take to fly to Croatia from here? It takes four hours to get to Greece. So I imagine. So it's similar. about like five hours, six hours, maybe. Five from hours. America, Think about yeah, the flight, the jet lag from America to spend three nights that's nothing are you really gonna have that great experience no you're gonna be tired <laughs> and then like i don't know the whole thing i'm just like how does that work wouldn't surely he would make it like a week yeah, <laughs> to yeah. Me you're gonna be three days yeah. in a place that is not near where most of his followers probably are no strange um so supposedly it was an experience it's an experience like no other but most people just started comparing it to fire festival festival, that seems like a topic for another podcast so i'm not gonna go too in depth but there is a it's madness oh i know there's a good documentary on it on netflix if you want more information but basically it's a festival that they tried to do on an island and people went and they were not given proper food. It no. was such a mess. Nothing worked out. But similar premise to this. Like, yeah. it just seemed... But there wasn't much planning gone into it. Whereas I do think there is probably more planning gone into Jared's Island, but 
Not sure about that. <laughs> the cult image does seem to be a clear marketing ploy, mm. but that doesn't stop them going full force with it. And also, it seems like something that in typical Jared Leto style, the marketing people would say, we're going to market this as a cult so more people come and more people are interested in it. And Jared Leto would listen to that and go, I have a cult now, yes. This is, this is <laughs> he ran with me. it. He heard it. He was affirmed it. <laughs> you know he, he would. You know he would. So the starter package for this event is $995. Oh. And... <laughs> Plot twist, that does not include travel. Oh my god. So once again, if you're coming from America, this is not going to be a cheap or easy experience. Or anywhere that's not anywhere close, like in Europe, basically. If you're coming from anywhere else, it's not cheap or easy. Difficult. Um, And the premium package is $6,499, which includes an exclusive VIP experience with Jared. So at least this time you do get to meet Jared if you're having the luxury experience. Oh my god. And the event was scheduled for August 2020. So we'll get on to that <laughs> later. The starter package, which was $995, which again, did not include travel. Oh yeah, so it's meant to happen in August, uh, from August the 21st to August the 24th in 2020. It's so such a short period point, of time. It's such a I know. period of time. But if you're thinking, hey, hang on, 2020, didn't we have like a small, big time pandemic happening at that point? As it's still happening now. Small, big time pandemic, I think, is the. <laughs> That's how I describe it. And basically, yes, you are right. Though there, there was um, a massive pandemic happening. So what happened to Mars Island? Well, thankfully, it was actually postponed, which is good oh, because. Good. I feel like some people would have just been like, "I'm going to go ahead with it," but no, they postponed it to the same time, 2021. We'll um, and the tickets happens. have just rolled forward. Yeah. So I actually went to the website to see if you could buy tickets for this year, and it seems that you're just same people okay, who are just going yeah. next year, and there's no new tickets. So that's actually one kind of good thing about this whole cult. <laughs> <laughs> one thing. Um, and also just a reminder that when the pandemic started, Jared Leto was at a silent meditation retreat for two weeks and didn't know anything that had happened didn't know the world was in lockdown uh just a reminder of that that's not related to his cult but i think really gives a good image of jared leto as a person oh yeah um so a brief look at the cult themselves because i actually kind of struggled to find information on the members in it right <laughs> so i think they're just normal fans to some extent but yeah they referred they refer to themselves as the echelon um and apparently some followers have an echelon tattoo, which is like a triangle with a line in the middle. And I, supposedly the band even has requested that the fans get these tattoos at, in their honour. Oh, I didn't yeah. personally find information of that, but it does seem like it would happen. I don't know <laughs> to what extent it was like, you have to do this or you're not a true fan, but maybe at like concerts they're like, let's all go yeah. get echelon tattoos. I don't know. Um... Members use this is the most worrying thing and most cult thing. Members use the hashtag you wouldn't understand, which is a motto which Jared started and uses himself. So at first you might be like, why is this just why do they have this yeah. motto of some like angsty teen? You wouldn't understand, mom. Sort it's not of a vibe. Face, mom. <laughs> exactly. Why do they have that vibe? And it seems funny and it's like, haha, this yeah. is good. This is good fun. However, 
if you look more deeply into it, it definitely seems quite cultish, because if you know even the slightest thing about cult, you might know that there is very much an us versus them mentality. Yeah. It's like a cult yeah. versus the rest of the world. So them saying you wouldn't understand is them being like, we understand, we know the truth, the rest of the world does not, us versus them. <laughs> and that's just the, one of the more worrying aspects of them, that they think Jared Leto is understanding. And they understand something the rest of us don't. But anyway, from what I can see, they do refer to themselves as a cult. But at the end of the day, to a normal human, they probably just seem like dedicated fans, which yeah. exist a lot. And to, to some extent, you could say that very big fan bases and devoted ones are like cults. So mm-hmm. they just admitted it and called themselves a cult, which is fun. The cult thing started as a joke and a marketing mm-hmm. technique. We know that for certain, which makes it seem like that's what it is now. But I stand yeah. by, Jared took it too far. I'm standing by that. So in 2013, Jared told the New York Times that his cult was a joke and a response to a journalist saying, you have such a cult following. Which, yeah, that makes sense. And that's the same with like what I was just saying about fans being sort of a cult. He just recognized yeah. that and was like, yeah, I do. I have a cult. I have a cult following. Um, but it's hard to say if whether it has progressed into a genuine cult or if it is just for marketing still. Like, now mm. are we looking at a genuine cult or is he still just playing <laughs> this as a joke for marketing? And I also think with his character and his personality, we'll never know until yeah. it's like until something dangerous has happened. <laughs> um <laughs> But it, it clearly is a good marketing technique because it was all over Twitter when this was announced mm. and the fact he was calling it a cult and all the evidence of the past camps and stuff like that. Yeah. People were like, oh my god, this is a cult, which means more people are going to want to come. Journalists are going to want to go. Journalists are going to want to write on it. More publicity yeah. for the band. Like, kind of what we were saying when we did Azalea Banks, we didn't know her music until no. she started doing problematic things. And at that point... You're like, even if you don't like what she's saying, you're thinking, oh, she has music. Maybe I should give that a listen. It's the same yeah. with this. You know, yeah. you hear that. You're like, oh, he's got a cult. He has music. Maybe I should yeah. listen. Especially because people now know him probably more as the Joker and for his acting. Mm-hmm. They're going to be like, oh, he's a cult. Why has he got a cult? Because of his band. Let's listen to his band. It's pretty good marketing. It really um, is. But yeah, I stand by it. It seems like the sort of thing he would forget was a joke. And take too far. And at this point, I'm going to just remind everyone of his behaviour on the set of um, The Suicide Squad, where he gifted cast members, including Will Smith and Margot Robbie, a number of presents which included anal beads, used condoms, a dead pig, mm. and pornographic, pornographic magazines. And Viola what? Davis said, she, Viola Davis did not receive any of these gifts, but said she wanted to pepper spray him at one point. He was oh, not liked God. on this set and was disturbing. So this does seem like the sort of man that would forget the joke and take it too far, just like he took, um, what's it called? The acting when you take it too far. and you Method acting. Method acting, just like he took yeah. method acting too far. <laughs> um, but Cosplay yeah, I just think Jesus. at the end of the day, yeah, I think I would class it as a cult. I, well, he mm-hmm. calls it a cult. It clearly is a cult. But it's also a marketing technique and whatever you want to see it as. Yes. I think it's quite apparent that it is just a bad way of exploiting fans. Because 
if you're not part of this cult, if you're not spending the thousands of yeah. dollars to go spend time with the cult leader, you're not a true fan. And that's just, I think that's just shocking for a man that declared his band was anti-greed. It's just and hypocritical. Sort of this yeah, piece of this... love, sort of. Yeah. And that's my real issue with it, that, like, cults are worrying for different le- reasons. This is worrying because it's exploiting mm-hmm. people for their money. Yeah. It's the sort of thing, like with Scientology, they weren't making people spend money on all the books, but people did to the point that they were spending about $50,000 to yeah. buy material for Scientology. Because they're not told they have to, but they're encouraged and like kind of convinced that if they don't, they're not really and a true member out. of Scientology. Yeah. It's the same thing yeah. here. Even if they're not doing it outwardly, if you're not going to these events, are you a true follower? Are you a true member of the Echelon? Yeah. Like, probably, they probably view you as not. So it's just a way to exploit fans into... I'm sure some of them have just got themselves into massive yeah. debt from trying to spend thousands of pounds to potentially meet Jared Leto or the other Leto and the other guy. You know? It's so, so much money as well. Like, I think yeah. it was expensive already when it was in Malibu, but now it's just... Mm-hmm. Why? Why didn't and, you need an island in Croatia? Why? <laughs> and just dressing up as Jesus. For and... a three-day thing. Like, it's not even... <laughs> and, I and think, like, like, festivals here are extortionate. When you think about how much Glastonbury is. Yeah. And then... But still, even with Glastonbury, there's so much... It's like a little city. There's so much going on. But Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's the same with Coachella. <laughs> Most people would, in America would view Coachella as vastly overpriced. Yeah. However, you're seeing so many big name bands yeah. and getting a whole experience. With this, you're seeing one... You are getting an experience, that's fair. But you're seeing one band. Like, once. And then in the Croatia one, twice. And that's it. And then you just kind of have a nice little holiday experience. Yeah. You could have just gone camping. You Like, the fact that people have to fly <laughs> out to Croatia for a weekend... Yeah. Where they'll probably be jet lagged to see two concerts by their favorite band is just uh, the whole thing is wrong to me, and I definitely view it as a cult. Not just because he's called it a cult, because it has cult vibes, and I think it's either gonna die out and he's just gonna forget this ever happened, or it's gonna t- continue until something like semi worrying happens. Like, oh, yeah. I don't think anything big will happen, but I think like it'll be the sort of <laughs> it thing has where the potential. he. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's going to be the sort of thing like where he will send more dead pig heads to people, that sort of thing. I think it's definitely going to escalate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we know he has it in him because he has, he's done this. So <laughs> yeah. he's a worrying character, but the whole thing is weird. And again, it has just the feeling of how is this real? This seems like this is mm. written for a comedy where this guy who's in a band just decides that he has a cult now instead of just fans because that does seem to be what's happened um so i don't know if you are actually a fan of jared leto and 30 seconds mars or if you're a member of the echelon or whatever tell us your experience do you disagree with what we've said is it a cult is it just a marketing technique either way i think it seems very unethical but let us know your thoughts because we also i feel have like don't have a lot of knowledge around Jared Leto and 30 Seconds to Mars no. so if there's like bits we don't know I have seen clips of Camp Mars obviously I don't have any clips of um, Mars Island because it hasn't happened yet and we'll know <laughs> how like I feel like we'll have more confirmation on the cult sta- like status of it once it's happened Yeah. but all I'll say about Camp Mars is 
it definitely looked like a waste of money. People who mm-hmm. went had a really good time and they really enjoyed it. But and you've got this sort of introduction by Jared Leto, who just seemed sort of to be making cheesy jokes that and he'd not really planned anything and oh, okay. he didn't seem to know what was happening. He was like Oh, you all going to this event? When's that happening? Is that happening tomorrow? And he didn't seem to know much. Uh, and he made jokes about the like he did the Joker voice at one point. Oh god, it was it oh, was god. cringy. Like the, him in my head and from reading stuff he's done seems like this scary cult man. But uh-huh. actually seeing him in action, he doesn't have any charisma. And he just mm. seems kind of awkward, almost like this was not planned by him at all and was <laughs> used as marketing. However, now I just think, yeah, he's probably accepted his cult status. And oh, yeah. he's a cult leader now. Which I do have sympathy for the other members of the band, because do they just sit there and think, <laughs> okay? Jared's on one. We'll just let him run himself tired. Yeah, probably. Jared's the most famous one. Like, he has an Oscar. And they just, they're like, yeah, we're in 30 Seconds to Mars too. Anyone want to <laughs> make us a cult leader? No? Okay. Okay, fine then. Anyway, um, that's that's everything on Jared. So far. It will be interesting oh, to see yeah. how it develops, I think. I think it will. I think that's the most interesting thing about it, because it is, it is a cult, but it's the beginnings of a cult. Yeah. And it's, it's like, it's at a fork in the road. Does uh-huh. it admit itself as a joke and a marketing technique and they move on to a different marketing technique in the next few years or does it continue down this path yeah i think it'll continue i think it will yeah um i'm talking about children of god and kind of the celebrities that were born into it because uh there's more than you think and this is why it's kind of famous still because (laughs) people who are around at the minute were born into this cult so they rebranded several times and we'll get on to why it's always good for a cult when they just continually (laughs) rebrand trying to distance themselves um so now they're the family international it was founded in california in 1968 which is just like prime cult time literally from like any post-war Vietnam War times in America, just these yeah. cults in California were there. Well, this was the time. They had like cults and and then things that would label themselves as communes. And this is what I mean about like not uh-huh. all cults being bad because I'm sure yeah. some of them were a commune or just like a different way of living. Yeah, but some of them were just full on cults, obviously. Yeah, and this they did try and um, persuade people to live in communes um, and renounce everything, but. It's just, it's just really bad and sad. Uh, so strap in, oh, everybody. No. Okay, so oh. originally it was called Teens for Christ was the name they decided, and then I found that quite funny. But then actually, the more you learn about the historic child sex abuse that's been going on, oh. uh, you're like, that's disgusting because oh, this, man. like, they targeting young people specifically to yeah. join this cult in like time of peace and love and all that jazz. Yeah. So. It was founded by David Burke, who, when he died, was succeeded by his widow, Karen Zerby, who was then married Burke's right-hand man, who Burke had picked for her to marry when he died. So, like, this okay. guy had plans for his death. So once he... Which is strange to plan who strange. your wife's going to marry when you die. Well, she didn't want to marry him. Oh, I think you've been brainwashed but long before that. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta do it! <laughs> um... And in, but in a breakaway, they, in 2009, they um, 
said the world wasn't actually going to end, which was one of their founding uh, doctrines. They all thought the world was going to end in 1993, um, and then it didn't. And they only admitted it in two, like, what, 2009. 2009. So they the plan was the world's going to end in 1993. Is that what you yeah. said? Yeah. So it took them years. quite a while to admit <laughs> they were wrong. Yep. Okay. Seems like a valid cult. <laughs> So they, uh, the world wasn't actually ending and they couldn't pinpoint the return of Jesus and that the Lord had to actually show them they needed to start setting up goals for 30 years or even farther into the future to secure the longevity of the movement and began to sort of like relax their strict no outsiders. It's us in the, con- you can't trust anybody who they called systemites. So now they could enrol their children in school, which they hadn't allowed before. So all these children were illiterate. Oh my God. Um, So were they not even like homeschooling them? Or did they just... No, they said they were going to, but they, a lot of the childlike survivors that have survived this cult have come out and said that they taught themselves how to read when they had to like, when they ran away from it. It's heartbreaking. And I'll link all the um, articles I read about like survivors because... There's just so many of them out there. This thing was terrible. They didn't have to live in a commune anymore. They could find regular jobs and could have relationships with non-believers. All of this was not allowed before this time. It was ridiculous. But like regarding, sorry to interrupt, but regarding the relationships with non-believers, do you really believe that? Because like, even though it's allowed now, if like your family's in the cult, are they going to like, and you bring home someone who is not part of it, do you think they're really going to be that accepting of them? Because I feel like they wouldn't be. Mm. No, I don't think they would So as be. much as it's allowed now, yeah. I don't think it... I feel like it probably doesn't happen. And it probably is the same no. with... The things they've now allowed, I feel like yeah. a lot of them probably don't happen. You know? No. And it's left a lot of them um, questioning their life choices because <laughs> how they've got no skills to move around the secular world because oh, they don't have jobs. They all cut off from their families they've kept their children isolated if they've had children and a lot of the missionary branches so they were like worldwide at one point yeah there's a lot of like stupid missionaries in africa of course there is and all of these branches have had to shut because they've really just lost so much money and so many followers so i think they're at the end i hope they're at the end because they've done so much damage so Mm -hmm. at the beginning their message was of salvation, apocalypticism, spiritual <laughs> happiness, and a distrust of the outside world. So all your cult tick boxes, they've got them. If you yep. want you want anything a bit culty, they're your people. Yeah, um, go for it. <laughs> they called their beliefs new spiritual weapons because they were soldiers in a spiritual war of good versus evil for the souls and the hearts of men. So they evangelized a lot. Um, also, they have like spiritual helpers, which include angels, departed humans, as well as Aphrodite, the snowman, Merlin, Elvis, the Sphinx, Marilyn Monroe, Audrey Hepburn, Richard Nixon and Winston Churchill. Why those people? And, sorry, (laughs) the snowman? Like, at least the others were, like, (laughs) people and things. What's (laughs) happening with the snowman? I really don't know. I hope there would be a link to expand upon it, but there just wasn't. It was just, like, the snowman. (laughs) The snowman? Does he have, like... Do you pray to the snowman? Does he have some power? I think he will guide you. He will guide you to... He's a spiritual guide. Okay. (laughs) So... California. (laughs) Maybe that's why they need him, because they They like snow. snow. I don't... 
But why? <laughs> is there a reason that all these celebrities were guides? And what? Richard Nixon? Did you say Richard Nixon? Why him? Richard Nixon, Winston Churchill. I think it's just probably people, the main guy, like David Berg, just liked them and was like, <laughs> right, well, this will be part of <laughs> this will be part of the thing. Did they have to be so, dead people? Yeah, actually, I'm gonna take that yeah, back. Of course yeah. they did. It'd be weird if they were like if they picked an alive celebrity and <laughs> the celebrity was alive and was just like, I no, I'm not talking to these people. Although Audrey Hepburn, she only died in like two thousand something, so she was <laughs> she was pictured, she was still alive. In nineteen seventy six they started to evangelize through something they called flirty fishing. <laughs> How did anyone believe in this? Oh, it's it gets even worse when I explain to you what it is. Okay. So they used sex, apparently, to show God's love and mercy to win converts. <gasps> so they were essentially prostituting female members to sleep with men to try and convert them to uh, children of God. Oh my god. I have no words. So they stopped calling themselves Children of God in 1978 Mm -hmm. to um, reorganise, even though they had huge worldwide popularity because of financial mismanagement and serious allegations of child sex abuse. Berg, who sexually abused his own daughter when she was 12, uh, preached that sex with children shouldn't be, should just happen because it was an expression of God's love. Yeah, it's disgusting. And the chain, who are the leaders all abuse their authority and all was just sexually abusing children and that's the thing that's coming out now that the children were severely punished even as being baby and isolated they weren't allowed to interact with the outside world they didn't have any education and they were just being abused from infancy and it's like horrifying that this was just going on but like none of it's good and i just can't believe like no. it's almost like by not teaching them to read they were just stripping them of every human right they were stripping oh, them God, of yeah. any ability yeah to live and it's just all of yeah. it's disgusting but i can't I, I don't know when situations like this i'm like i how are people this evil ever i, I don't know no no don't like that and he would he would write all these letters david berg and that's when like the shift came so when he started like the flirty fishing he was also that's when like the child sex abuse was just allowed to be a practice where if it was part of the religion that you followed like you this was just something that you did with your own children with everyone else's children and the children were like separated from the adults as well so there was nobody supervising them they were just left to themselves and it's just like it's it went on for such a long time and the fact that they're only like disbanding now is shocking yeah so it's disgusting in from 1978 to 1981 they reorganized into the family of love um which worked to expand their cult and vision and as the guardian reports to distance themselves from the mass suicide at jonestown in 1978 which put a spotlight on fringe christian organizations which i didn't even realize i was like of course jonestown was 1978 of course they would be like Oh, we don't want people looking at us like that. We're not like that at all. We're not like that. They're worse. That's why. They're worse. Yeah. Um, Okay. So, yeah, they were just using floaty fishing this entire time. Um, It was practiced in Berg's inner circle from members from 1973. In some places, they used escort agencies to meet the potential converts. And they claimed that over 100,000 people were recruited this way. And a researcher, Bill Bainbridge, found... That from 1974 until 1987, members had sexual contact with 
223,989 people under flirty fishing. So, the the women that did this... Uh-huh. I feel like it's difficult because I... I'm, technically, I feel like they consented, as in, like, they they did it willingly. Except they didn't mm-hmm. because they were probably manipulated into Absolutely. being like, oh, you have to do this or you're not. It's the same thing again. It's an like, expression of God's love. Yeah. Like God wants you to it, do this. Well, it's sort of, you you're not a true member way. unless you're doing this. You're yeah. not committed to this unless you're doing it. So I feel like there's yeah. probably a load of issues there as well with, although these Absolutely. women probably were like, yeah, we wanted to do that. It was our choice. It wasn't. It wasn't all their choice. No. And they were, no. they were just manipulated into it. And they've probably been abused yeah. if they've been born into the thing. They've been abused since they were infants, and then and they have you know no one telling them. It's an extension of the abuse. They, no. and they it's not like they can read stuff where people are saying this is wrong, or talk to anyone mm. that can inform them this is wrong. They're completely isolated from any society that would tell them that what's happening is they're being yeah. abused. Yeah. Which is scary. Although one of the stories I read, the woman was saying, like, even as children, even though they didn't know anything, they couldn't read, they knew it was wrong. They knew in themselves that this was that's not quite, what like, should be happening to them. That's kind of shows, like, how intelligent children are, like, on their instinct. Absolutely, yeah. Because you would think yeah. that that wouldn't happen if you were brought up into something, like, how would you know it was wrong? But I guess you have your instinct mm-hmm. of this isn't quite right, even if you've not known any world other yeah. than that. But yeah, absolutely. It's amazing any of them got out. Yeah, I, just, I have so much I'm... sympathy for everyone involved in this. I didn't know it was half. Like I knew it would be bad. No, it was cold, did I. But I didn't know any of this was happening, and I feel kind of no. Like I feel sad that like I didn't like I've heard of this cult and been like, oh, it's just a cult when yeah. this was all happening. Yeah, and it wasn't until 1989 that they finally issued an explicit statement saying that all members um, don't sexually abuse their children to not have... 1989. Yeah, they're pretty slow on uh, the, like, <sighs> admitting they're wrong apology sort of thing, even though this wasn't an apology, obviously, but... It's awful, and there's just there's so many people. Um, So the stories I'm linking in the description are the stories of Verity Carter... Christina Babin and Michael Young, but there are tons out there, and there's an uh, there's a Netflix documentary called Children of God, which also explores if if people want to read more about Ooh. the survivors. Did you because... watch the documentary? I didn't because I felt like I'd had a saturation of you, abuse stories. Yeah. It, I'm guessing it's <laughs> just not like, an easy watch, oh. guys. So <laughs> brace yourselves. Um, so now there we're going to talk about. Some of the main celebrities that were born into this cult. And there's a few, like, authors and people okay. who no one really has heard of, so I'm leaving <laughs> them out. Um, so the Phoenix siblings, River Phoenix, told Details magazine in 1991 that he was first abused when he was four years old in the cult, oh saying he'd wished he'd, quote, waited longer to make love, underquote, as he put it, adding, I blocked it out, I was completely celibate from 10 to 14 because he was sexually abused as a four-year-old. And in this cult. No, that's horrific. I can't. I can't even process that. That's horrible. No. No. It's. Ugh. So, um, they moved around a lot in South America. Um, in while they were in the cult, the family, and because they didn't get any money from the cult, all five siblings went out begging for food like regularly. That's how they oh survived. Um, they eventually left it and settled in Southern California. Um, where it fell to River to earn the money to support the rest of the family. 
So I had no idea about this part. I knew they were in a cult, but I didn't know about the abuse. I didn't know that he talked about being abused. Um, and how hard it was for them at the beginning of their life. Like, well, and I think they were their mother was drawn in by like the peace and love side yeah. of it, and that it was like communal living, um, spirituality. But then actually, when I think it was when these orders start to come in about like, oh yeah, you can have sex with children. This is fine. They were like, no, we're getting out of here. This is not. This is not okay. <laughs> no, of course not. And but you said that River had to go out and like make 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 the money for the family. Could the parents not do that? I think they would do it, but I think they had like transient work. I don't think they had um like solid work okay. for a lot of it. So I think River was like busking. I think that was how he oh, first okay. got right. found, right. and then started working at like different clubs and stuff and then eventually became an actor cool um joaquin doesn't really talk about it but he did say in a vanity fair article that it was flirty fishing that convinced his parents to leave um but his mother admitted that it took several years to get over the pain and the loneliness after they left the group which i think is really sad that that's like if that's your only support system for such a long time but they're abusive and they're not looking after you and but you miss them like that must be it's awful i guess like any abusive relationship in a way like you're being distanced from any other outside family and friends Mm -hmm. and then when you leave even though you know it's right and like it's for the best it's probably so painful and you feel like you you feel a big loss i assume which is Mm. it's that's yeah that's so sad that even though she knew it was horribly wrong you would still feel sad and that you'd lost something hmm it's and I but I suppose it's kind of like I don't know if I imagine that that idea of like the hippie dream. Yeah, it was like time. the promise of communal living, mm. a different way of life. You didn't need material things; you just loved everybody. And as much as like that was a dream, there were so many people willing to exploit it, yeah. and it just didn't she happen. She probably was looking for like a family of sorts and like a commune where she yeah. could have a family and stuff like that and mm-hmm. she just was exploited for wanting something yeah. quite pure and nice yeah which is horrible and they were lucky to get out yeah. as well like they were really is it easy they had to, to escape leave or, yeah you have to escape right like you yeah you have to like kind of run away um the other person that was born into this was rose mcgowan oh, uh the actor yeah uh her she was born into the cult when her family lived in Italy and they also left well they had to run away mm-hmm. when uh they'd started out advocate for child adult sex and that was too much for her dad even though he was quite fine with like <laughs> the rest yeah. of what they were preaching so they managed to escape it just in time well, that's, good. Like. that's good at least yeah. but it was it's very it was much more harrowing than I thought it was going to be yeah. and I suppose it's that one leader. And I mean, there are great videos that actually talk about the dynamic of Berg and his children yeah. and the kind of, there was a murder-suicide at one point, so there's a lot more to the story. But um, I just thought it was important to like focus on the people that got out yeah. and the survivors, because pff, I can't imagine having a life after that. I can't no. understand how these people managed to assimilate themselves into the world with very little but also like knowledge i think when when we were discussing this podcast i knew i wanted to d- talk about jared leto that was what i wanted to do yeah because it was because it's madness it's, and that's it's funny. weird that's funny at this point in time that is funny it's exploitative but there is humor in it and then we were like yeah. thinking of ones holly could do 
And there was like another cult that we were like, no, we didn't want to do that because it was so Too much sexual yeah, abuse. Yeah, it was so dark, <laughs> and we were like, no, I don't like it, it, it. I don't know. It seemed like it would upset us, and it would upset the people listening. Yeah. It wouldn't really fit, uh, even though it needs to be talked about. We just didn't think we were the ones for it, so we were like, oh, just do this one because like celebrities would be brought up <laughs> in it, like, and then thinking it was just sort of a peace and love thing, and then they had to leave. I don't think either of us were expecting no. all of this, and I think that's kind Absolutely of sad not. that there's not enough attention on that. Like, even though there is a Netflix documentary, I don't think it's been big enough because I hadn't heard about it today and I love those sort of Netflix documentaries. Mm -hmm. I watch all of them, so I don't know. (laughs) Like, I just think that needs more attention even though it wasn't easy to talk about. I'm glad we talked about that because... Yeah, because I think the problem is we're too easy to get wrapped up in, like, cults. Oh, it's quite funny and it's amusing. And that like, cult personality has become such a figure. Like, people are obsessed with Charles Manson. Yeah. I don't understand it. And uh, Jim Jones from Jonestown. You know, and I, li- I like reading about I yeah. like learning about these things. But I'm not, like, obsessive. Because no. these people were terrible human beings. No. Did terrible things to other humans. And it's just like, oh my god. They got away with it. That David Berg was just allowed to die. He wasn't in prison for being a pedophile. Like, That's and all the abuse disgusting. that he suffered. He, not he suffered, but he made other people suffer. And you just think, God, how many lives did you ruin from your practices? I mean, if anyone wants us to talk about, like, Jonestown and Charles Manson, let us know and we will cover it. Because I guess they do fit into pop culture. But I don't know. I don't know that I would want to. I feel like a lot of people have covered it in a very good way. And yeah, yeah. I like when we cover these more complex things and these, like, things that I think need to be mentioned more. Yeah. Like, like, I don't know that we need to give more attention to people like Charles Manson. I That's my feeling of it. I feel like he's, there's so much pop, like, as a reference point, everyone knows about Charles yeah. Manson. And I was just listening to this really good, like, 12-part uh, podcast about the Manson family. Yeah. But they looked at everybody in it. They looked at Sharon Tate. Yeah. There was like three episodes of Sharon Tate, her life. They were looking at Roman Polanski. They were looking at Doris Day. Yeah. It's called You Must Remember Charles Manson. It's incredible. I would recommend it to everyone. And like that's, I feel like that's handling it better than glorifying yeah. what, the control Charles Manson had over these women. Like it's, it's some sort of fantasy for people still. And you just think, no, that's. Mm, yeah, I think the way people view messed it up is lives. sometimes quite worrying. And like the same with Jonestown. Mm-hmm. Like, um. Yeah, same with Jonestown. Is that like I? I'm one of the people that find it really interesting. It is interesting though, especially yeah. like the work he did at the beginning, the work he was doing for um, black communities. He was housing. He was. He had like yeah. soup kitchens and stuff in San Francisco. And you just think, God, why did you have to go? The- <laughs> why couldn't you just kept doing that? Why? Yeah. <laughs> but like. I find it interesting how people can progress into, like, say, we talked about Jared Leto right now, and I'm not saying that's mm-hmm. going to progress into anything as worrying as no, no, no. we talked about. But, like, that is the, that's probably the way a lot of these things started, with someone like him, mm. who was just, happened to have a, a following, or, like, got a following, and it started yes. off maybe reasonably innocent, and then conflate, you start to conflate your, like, own personality or like you start to think like oh i'm pretty good like how i'm interested Mm. in the psychology of that i am yeah yeah so i like to watch stuff on it but i don't want 
I don't want to glorify it in any way. And oh that, God, no! I don't yeah. know. I I think like maybe that's why I wouldn't. I wouldn't love the idea of us covering that sort of thing on here because like we talk mm-hmm. about pop culture and things like that, and I don't. I don't know if I want to, them to be viewed as pop culture moments. I want them to no, be viewed, that's viewed true. Yeah. as like horrible parts of history. Tragedies. But yeah. What we spoke about today, I do think was important to talk about, even if we didn't necessarily know the dark direction it would go in. I think it because these people to be are alive. Yeah. yeah. These <laughs> and because it, I don't think the kind this of, has um... been glorified. I just don't think it's been talked no. about. So I'm glad we. Well, I'm glad you talked about it. Yeah, and it was harrowing and just endlessly depressing, but it was important to read these stories. It was important to see the kind of the hugely damaging potential of unchecked cults. Of if you have this leader that just can control these people's lives and people give everything up for it, and it's harrowing. Like, and then they just like now they're closing it down. They they're like retreating. They're telling people that the second coming isn't coming they don't know and that's if you've been in that cult for 40 years your whole worldview is just yeah. gone the rug has been pulled out and from underneath you and what that must do to your head i can't no i can't it. imagine that so i am really glad that we spoke about it and i would love to learn yeah. more about it myself um and i yeah i i wish there was like more like i don't know I wish we could do more for like the survivors in a way. Like yeah. I need, I want people to recognize how terrible this thing was um, yeah. for the survivors instead of like we were before being like, oh, the like Phoenix siblings were in a cult. Isn't that yes, weird? Like I yeah. want it to be more yeah. on there are people that were horribly abused in this. So mm-hmm. instead of viewing it as the cult that some celebrities were in, which was definitely how I viewed it before. I think we needed to talk oh, yeah. about it. I mean, yeah, yeah, we needed to talk yeah. about it so that we could recognise that actually this is yes, celebrities were in it and they were victims too. They're survivors mm-hmm. of this. Like and we need to recognise those survivors because they have not been given enough attention or yeah, yeah they, for what they've lived through, yeah. They need mm-hmm. to be like recognised instead of just being yeah. like celebrity cult what? Yeah, no, it's <laughs> it's a hard one, isn't it? Yeah. Because but I think that was the, the way lens you dealt, came at it with. The way you dealt with it was good because you were never going. Th- this is just going to be me praising Holly, but you never were like. <laughs> I-, I don't know. You were never light about it, and you were never like. Isn't it weird that these celebrities were in this? Isn't that strange? Yeah. Like you were just you did it with empathy because and... they were such they were such a small footnote about it, and it's like, God, if you were that celebrity, and that's all people wanted to ask you about was this terrible sex mm. abuse cult that you were born into but then you left like that's such a footnote that shouldn't be about your whole narrative that should you know exactly. i don't know i'm i'm very interested in it i hope we can learn more about it and i hope sometimes mm. we do these podcasts now and then no no way in relation to this podcast but a couple of weeks after or a couple of months after there'll be like some light shed on these things like when doesn't it keep happening? When Holly talked about Janet Jackson, now there is all these no, people demanding no. apologies for Janet Jackson. <laughs> and, like, there's so many times when that just keeps happening. And so yeah. maybe... Oh, and when we spoke about um, Nickelodeon and... Yes. Why am I forgetting his name? You know him. <laughs> really Dan Schneider. Guy. Yeah, Dan Schneider. 
Um, we talked about that. Now I see so many videos. And I, again, this is not me saying, don't don't worry, I'm not being like... We've led a movie. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's not what I'm happening. But like, it, it's a nice coincidence to see because when you talk about it, you're like, yeah. oh my God, why, uh, why is nothing being done about this? Why are we yes. not apologizing and stuff like that? And then when something happens, it's like, yeah. And I think... As well, Britney Spears, we spoke about her last week, and she was one of the inspirations for us starting this podcast. Um, she was. And then when we see stuff happening with her, it's like, that's really cool. You feel like you're getting some closure yeah. on these issues. So I'd love a sort of closure oh, God, on, yeah. on this issue. Maybe there is more, because I yeah. don't know enough about it. Um, mm-hmm. And I can't wait for, in August, Jared Leto's <laughs> cult to go ahead, and we will learn more about that then. Yeah, yeah, I hope they have well, a live no. stream. I just want to... Oh. And then I hope it's just him being, like, psyching himself up to pretend to be Jesus, and it will just be yes. ridiculous. And it's like, all right, Jared, just... You don't... You could do should... this in private. Go I do think it in we should make some predictions tree. now. Like, one, do we think it's going to happen this year? <laughs> I think it will. I think it's I think going it will. I think because if they've got, like... We've had to adapt like COVID safety measures yeah. and people are going back to work and offices mm-hmm. and stuff. So I I imagine they'll find a way. They'll, yeah. they'll just get everybody a test before they um Yeah, they'll probably do I constant te- testing. And also, yeah. how far do we think he'll go with the whole Jesus thing? Like the Jesus, Jesus impersonation at the event? Because I think he'll go too far <laughs> to the point that it's uncomfortable. Yeah. <gasps> it's on an island. He'll start walking on the water. That'll be like the grand finale of the last day. I reckon he'll <laughs> like, I'll do, walk like, to the mainland. Gospel <laughs> versions of all Thirty Seconds to Mars songs. He'll do like gospel <gasps> editions. I would. I would actually be tempted to listen to them I then if they did gospel. it. Gospel. I love a gospel choir. They're incredible. <laughs> so I actually probably would listen. Anyway, um, enough about cults because this is sad ending. I feel, but like I say, I want more attention to it. Um, another example of this happening I'm just going to slide this in at the end because I didn't know where else to put it mm-hmm. we spoke about Mary-Kate and Ashley a couple of weeks ago go check that podcast out because I actually really enjoyed that one Um, and since then there was like a TikTok about uh, a time that Oprah Winfrey had interviewed them and it was while mm-hmm. was it Ashley was it Mary-Kate that had an eating disorder yes Ask, she's asking them about their weight and about the rumours that she has an eating disorder. She's bringing it all oh up. God. And then she asks yeah, ask them specifically what they say and they won't answer her. So she makes sort of a... Like, they're like, oh, we don't really know. And she makes a sarcastic joke about what they're saying and stuff like that. It, oh it's awful. Um, Jesus. And so just another example of like, I think people are becoming more aware of these things and so I don't mm-hmm. know if we get like a bit of closure on that as well and people recognising that Mary Kate and Ashley were treated badly too and there was a lot of yeah. women and not just white women because we have addressed white women, probably not primarily white women, who were treated super badly by paparazzi mm-hmm. in the early 2000s and if we're getting yeah. some now like apologies for that, that makes me happy. Um, oh god yeah it's so long overdue yeah if you guys have got any more women or i guess if there is some men or any people basically that you think were mistreated by the paparazzi in the 2000s that we can cover please let us know because (gasps) i've just thought of somebody who he played george of the jungle oh my god i know him yeah brendan fraser 
Brendan yeah. Fraser, yes. I'm not going to say more on that because I do think he's a really good person to focus on for another podcast. But yeah, if you guys have got anyone, please let us know because we would love to bring light to these people and give them support that they gotcha. need. And even if some sort yes. of thing in the universe works with us then and gives them like some <laughs> yeah. attention. We're manifesting great. through the yeah. podcast. If it's just, just yeah. manifesting, that's great. So please give us people that you think were mistreated in the early 2000s. Deserved apology. Even people you think that are mistreated now that we're not even recognising. Please let us know mm-hmm. um, because we would love to talk about more of them. So, yes. Holly, shall we do TikToks of the week? We shall. Um, <sighs> I kind of wanted to do... I mean, we've talked about him before. Apple comedy where the guy has this little girl and she's obsessed with Chopin. Chopin. Oh my god, I love yep. this guy. I love his daughter. <laughs> and she it's latest videos that she's going and she's going, Happy birthday, Chopin and he's like, How do you know that? And everyone's like, Your daughter's being haunted by Chopin. She like he is in your house. <laughs> she's either being haunted by Chopin or she is Chopin reincarnated. This yes. is the classiest child ever. She loves Chopin and she loves Brie. <laughs> And she's and Shakespeare and Shakespeare. Like she is so classy and a, just a dream child. And yeah, she yeah. she's either being haunted by Chopin, which is a really cute little thing. Because like, what if they're just I like best friends? That. That'd be so cute. Or she's Chopin reincarnated. Yeah, I love either options. I hope they're both true. Yeah, same. <laughs> and also another person we talk about all the time, but I still I will not stop talking about them. Sylvanian dramas. They get better every week. <laughs> how <laughs> every week it's, oh i love them i'm not even going to describe any of them i never do because they're just good <laughs> and they're not there's no way i could describe them that would no equate that not accurately yeah but i the one i really like this week just because again it, it was it was it's two of our favorite people so it's from a t- an account called at iconic pop culture which fits well Incredible. with us um and it introduced me to a video by two of our favorite people britney spears being interviewed by alison hammond oh my god it's beautiful <laughs> they're trying to do each other's accents alison's <laughs> encouraging britney to do an english accent it's so bad but she does it so sweetly <laughs> then alison does britney's accent and britney's like oh my god do we talk like that oh. it's so cute Go check it out. They're two of my favourite people. Yeah. Um, I'm so glad yeah. that in this crazy world they met. <laughs> so glad. So I had to, usually I go for more like weird, funny ones, but this week, how oh, you I had not to talk you about had to. our two favourite people? But yeah, I think, mm. I know this one was a bit more depressing, so there definitely will be a content warning at the beginning. Well, um, yeah, big content warning. And if you guys did make it to the end, Thank you. Thank you. But yes, more depressing, but sometimes we've got to cover this depressing stuff. We do. Sometimes it has to happen. Because not all the world is, is fun is and games. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it is. <laughs> but yeah, it would be nice if people could let us know do you want more, like, do you mind us covering more dark stuff or do you prefer us doing, like, light stuff to take your mind off um, the world? Because there is some <laughs> dark stuff we, we would consider talking about, I think. But. Yeah. We don't want to do it if you guys are not comfortable with it. So no. anyone that is has got to this point, please let us know um, what you think. If you do want to hear more dark stuff, we would be happy to do it. But if you think that that's 
you know, you want happy stuff to distract from the world. Mm-hmm. We're happy doing that too. Yeah. But I think it was, like I've said several times repeating myself, I think it was important to talk about the depressing side this week. And yeah. you did get Jared Leto to start with, so you got a bit of both. Yeah. <laughs> time, you know, you got the best of both worlds. Um, but yeah, we'll put content warnings. Um, well, yeah, I hope you guys are okay. We have very exciting <laughs> things coming for March we as well. Do. That's the big announcement. Yep. <laughs> yes, we have exciting things coming in March and it it will be out on Friday basically. Yes. There will be something different on Friday for you to look forward to. Um yeah. so yeah, we're not going to say any more because we think it'll be a nice surprise, but at some point next week it will be revealed and it will be out on Friday. Oh, you know, everything going well. So we're really excited about it. We're so excited. I think you're going to really like it. It's re- oh, it's going to be great. So <laughs> thank you so much for listening once again. Everyone's been so supportive of the podcast for the last few weeks. Well, always, but we've been really very supported. We have. And loved. We have. And we're so grateful. And we love you all. We love you. so much for watching once again. Love you. Bye. Bye.